Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from August the 29th, 1992. It's the go-home show before the next Clash of the Champions that we'll review on Patreon. More on that later. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Harper really likes that. It makes him happy and he won't be as angry the next time he's on with us. And we do appreciate it. It helps grow the channel. The algorithms like that type of stuff. Also, post a comment in the video of the show. Tell us what you like, what you hated, what you loved, and all that good stuff. Doc, it's just me and you because we're moving things around so we can have Harper for the clash. Because we got that one coming up, a really big clash. What's going on? How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm getting better. You know, we, we've locked in the uh the coach of the future here for the cowboys um he got the the full approval of the owner this week since the last time uh we spoke and uh, you got to feel for good that you got you know continuity going forward in key leadership positions right i just think this season finally killed you like, i think this it did was, too this was the break this was the breaking point i i'm I'm concerned about my ability to bounce back from this one. I'm not going to lie. Now, that being said, I'm doing pretty good. Um, overall, I, I'm, you know, I haven't driven by any Burger Kings this week uh, in the past week. And, uh, you know, going to watch more football this weekend as real teams with real franchises continue playing football. <laughs> I guess. But, hey, at least we have a dumb bastard keeping a fat fuck employed. I mean, that's always important. That guy's won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, okay. maybe do it's not me, him. So wait, don't count. Maybe it's not him. You ever thought of that? Well, that's even more depressing. I, just saying, maybe it's not him. I, I, well, here's the thing. It's not just him. Well, it's definitely it's not him. It's, it's but I'm not here to talk about those. I'm not... I, I look. I spoke my piece on the Patreon okay. episode about it. tinyurl.com okay. well, slash Patreon BTT. New information come out that McCarthy gets to stick around, even though all that happens. So anyway, Whatever. I'm doing good. Uh, if you miss Harper, you don't like Harper, you're down on the fact that we don't have Harper tonight. Uh, be a patron, and if you're a patron, uh, you will get to hear Harper with us uh, do the clash. That's what we've chosen to do. Uh, but to do that. 
uh, we had to move some things around and uh, we have to to uh, we had to uh, make sure that we were vertically and hor- horizontally integrated. You know what I mean? Whatever you say, pal. Yeah. Whatever you say. Well, we do have a couple of uh, you call them flips and dives. I would prefer to call them opening match high spots. All right. That's fair. Yeah, they're high spots. We're just doing them early and then all the way through. So you had something that you wanted to ask me about something I'm not aware of. So usually I'm springing things on you. Why don't you spring something on me? Certainly we'll do so. Real quick, shout out, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, who's dead inside like you right now after the Cowboys debacle a month ago. Uh, Mike Childers, Joe Ice, and good old Justin, thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and basically being the sponsors of this show with your big time patronage. And if you want to be like those guys or just be a patron and get the clash that's coming up tomorrow night, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. we got some big stuff planned, not only with that one, but we've covered all of the clashes, all of the pay-per-views from WCW through 92 where we're at right now. Plus, you get the WC uh, World Class shows, NWA Power shows, ECW shows as well. All of that available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon. B-E-T-T. Now, like you said, we got some what you call flips and dives or whatever. So I had told you earlier this week, and we're recording some things kind of far out here. So I had said, based on some things I'd seen on Twitter a couple weeks back with Tony Khan, that I'm at the point where while I do think Tony Khan is a little off I think he purposely is trolling on Twitter as a way to put more of a spotlight on AEW. And what what I'm let me explain. There was some back and forth with him and Bischoff several weeks back, and then there was heel, some heel versus heel activity. I get you. Right, and then him and I think. Gender Mahal oh, yeah, may, have, awesome. may have had an exchange or two, if my yeah. memory is correct. But I told you that, you know, and I here's the thing. I, I try not to occupy my time with AEW, but you got people like the little fella, and then you got people who email me, and I'm like, we 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 don't really watch this stuff for a reason so we don't want to talk about it but when when i'm emailed and tagged in twitter on various things i'm like okay well let me at least mention it because then i feel like okay if a listener is is what's your thoughts on this i'm gonna i'm gonna mention it and i think he's trolling i think he being tony khan when he gets all in his feelings on twitter while i think he's he is a little off because if you listen to those press scrums, everything's great with his promotion. I think he's trolling. I think, I think first off, he knows how to punch up because he's punching up to the WWE. And secondly, not only do I think he's punching up, but he realizes, well, any publicity is good publicity. So it's kind of like outlaw mud show activity on Twitter from him to hopefully get people to watch his product because if he goes at the big dogs being WWE and can get any type of attention from them, which gender gave him, unfortunately, and Eric doesn't work for WWE. Eric Bischoff doesn't, but he gave him the attention he was looking for too. Then 
you're like, okay, I've trolled them. I've got their attention. These people that other people follow any publicity that I can put on this Twitter machine or X, whatever piss they're calling it now. It's like in his eyes, it's something so he can remain relevant. And I think it's like a strategy, albeit a bad one. I told you this because when I've said, I think it's a strategy, you're like, well, that's dumb. I said, I didn't say it was a good strategy. I just think it's a strategy of his that he does this and he, in his mind, it's a way to get clicks and get people to see what's going on in AEW. Now, it's not a good strategy, but it's a strategy nonetheless. And, and I don't think you care, one, or maybe you do, and you're like, yeah, that's just dumb. But I think he's being a troll. I think at this point, he's being a troll. Your thoughts? It's possible. I have another thought that I want to bring up. But first of all, let me say, look. So tonight's a night of the week that I don't even know if AEW's on. It's but not. if it is, it's not? No, there's on on Wednesdays. Okay. But I have a free night all of a sudden, and I would swing by and try to watch it, some of it. And invariably, every time I do that, which isn't very often, and it's not, it's just, I, I'm not in front of it a lot. But when I am, I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> um, Over over the, the, the holidays, I had, LaWanda was in town with her husband, and we watched it one night with everybody in the room drinking beer. And she goes, I thought that wrestlers used to be bigger than that. That's somebody who hasn't watched wrestling since the last time she watched wrestling with me. And I can't tell you when that was. It's been the late nineties. Probably. Yeah. So, so that's bad. It's just not very good. And I would prefer it be good because I would prefer more competition. I would prefer more products that people who have more free time, you know, the people who are single out there listening to us, um, would have good shit to watch. I mean, we've, I've said this more times than not on this program. Good wrestling is way better than bad wrestling. Yeah. I don't like, when you hear me give a C for a program we did, I did not have fun watching it. But hopefully what you hear when we get it like a couple of weeks ago, we had an A or an A-plus show. We got excited about that shit. We were put, trying to put people over. We we're trying to give out th- these flowers. And and good wrestling still gets us excited. I'm excited because it's, you know, in real time, It's this is uh, Rumble this weekend. I expect the, the the worldwide leader to start putting out their best product and moving towards mania, and that's where I'm I'm going to put my limited uh, time. But here's what I think could be happening with Tony, and I certainly agree that your your explanation is plausible. Let me offer you an an alternate one. Okay, T- Tony's what forty one, forty two, maybe. Yeah, he's not this little boy that I think some people try to make him out to be. Right. So I think, is it possible, like, he's the old guy at the club trying to do social media stuff. And it doesn't land well because he's older than he thinks he is and he's not as hip and cool as he thinks he is. And so he doesn't understand his own place in the world. And as a result, it comes off really weird because most people expect to see the leader of a company with that much money behind it and that kind of, you know, position on network TV 
to not comport themselves in a manner that would be so ridiculously childish. I mean, that's possible, but it I, would I be don't... like if you and I went to the club tonight and started, you know, doing the running man. When when little Yachty's newest hit pops loose, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's I I just that's a possibility, your assessment. But I okay. I just think he's trolling. I think he knows what he's doing. I think I think he realizes, you know, I think he thinks any eyes on the product is good eyes. And I will give him I will give him this credit. As much as I hate the term digital platforms, there was a certain idiot in the wrestling industry that said that like close to 10 years ago. And he's actually he actually ended up being kind of right. Like you have to have a presence on on these social platforms and digital platforms to even be taken serious nowadays. Um, The thing is. His organization and I hate saying this, I, I legitimately hate making this statement. I haven't watched AEW in a while, so somebody's going to say, well, you don't even watch it. You're right. They ran me off. They completely ran me off. I have not even watched it on a DVR in months. It's been months and months, at least six months, if not more. I hate I hate that because there's people I like there. Um, mm-hmm. There's people there that listen to this show. Oh, yeah. And we are. Hey, we know who you are and you know who we are. And just know. We're glad that you're getting a paycheck from this thing, from this yes. business, this thing of ours. We want that to continue, and we want you to be part of building that promotion up. So I hate, as you say that, I hate bashing them and saying I don't watch it because I feel like, you know, I should at least make an attempt to support the the people that I that I do like there because there are there are more than a few. They do have they have some talent. They also have some people that should not be on a television. Another reason is I don't I don't watch it because I don't so want to be the like big company too. So there you go. Yeah, I don't want to be like Cornette. I we've had this discussion. I don't want to be hate watching stuff either. So, but well, I say yeah. that to say like I don't. I just think he's trolling, man. I think he. I think this is his like goal to get people to watch, to get more eyes on it. If I if he does these on the socials and if he punches up at these at the bigger organization, I think it's I think it's just troll tactics. And he's a billionaire. Well, his dad is. And he's got a lot of money, so you know he can he can act like an idiot on there and not really have repercussions. And he can keep mm. funding this thing till Lord knows how long. Uh, but I just think he's trolling. I don't. I don't. I think that's his strategy. I think it's a dumb strategy. Uh, I kind of loathe people that troll nonstop because it's like, man, you you got a lot of time on your hands. I mean, I, I feel bad when I put like one negative post on Twitter. I'm like, all right, I got to step away from this for a while because I just don't like being that negative. I think that festers in your life, and then you turn into this, you know, the the, the negative person who's constantly posting negativity. Then, <laughs> so I, it's a bad strategy, but I think that's his strategy. I just I don't get it, but hey, he's got he's 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 got millions of dollars because because his daddy was rich, or is rich, and, and and I don't have that luxury. So anyway, wouldn't that be great? So that closes that. I just wanted to mention that we you know we were talking offline and whatnot. You, uh, any other thoughts on Tony Khan before we transition to this topic that you got too? That's m- more of a, I would say more modern, but by the time this airs, it'll be about f- three to four weeks old. Well, I got another topic that's not very going to be very fresh by the time we get there. Proceed. Well, apparently on Australian TV recently, they had Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight out there. And 
the it was one of those daily talk show kind of things where there's a couple people that you know have a good smile and they don't really talk about much but they have people oh the wwe's in town so they're sitting there on the set and <laughs> the lady host turns to la night and go would you do your finishing move and he's like on you Yeah. And he's like, ah, he just, he, he, he was fed up from Jump Street and looked over at Grayson Waller. He's like, you want to handle this? And one of their cameramen or production guys starts egging him on and doing the like, I don't know, like he's going to box him. And Grayson Waller got upset and said, if I get out, come over there, you're in trouble. And the, I think the male host then sensed that it was going to escalate beyond his liking. And he went and got between them. It's that uh, works for the station um, away. I had a couple of questions for you. Okay. How serious, how real was this in your wrestling mind? I don't know. It's 50, 50 probability that it was real, but not, I don't know. It was weird. That whole, it was Okay, one, it was stupid. It was really dumb. Um, let's let's work off the assumption that it was real. Okay, okay. first. Fair enough. Okay, if that was real, it was dumb. Um, if you want to know what I would have done if I was Grayson Waller when that guy started squaring up, because he's across of, across a coffee. Grayson Waller's on the couch. This guy's on the other side, you know, of a coffee table type thing from him he's he's away from him and Grayson Waller stands up and he's like oh you want me to come over there you know because if I come over there he shouldn't even did that man he should have just been like look dude you over there acting an ass if you really want to do something I'm gonna give you the first shot walk your stupid ass over here pop the piss out of me and if I fucking get up I'm gonna knock you on your ass and that should have been the end of it because at that point he's giving him the opportunity to get the first lick so I'm just defending myself at that point the fact that he stood up and he's like, you want me to walk over there? You want me to walk over there? That's just dumb. Man, if anybody does that to you and you're a wrestler, l- let them walk over to you and do something. Let them hit you first. That way, when you beat the hell out of them, assuming I'm going to assume you're going to beat the hell out of them, because if you don't, that's another issue. Then, then it, it, you can just, I was defending myself. What do you want me to do? Just stand there and take it? He shouldn't have got up. That's why I thought it was dumb. I was like, if, if this is real, that's dumb. Now, if it was fake, it's even it's still dumb. It's dumb no matter if it was a setup or not. That I thought the question. L.A. Knight was awesome. He was he, like he was chuckling. I'm get I'm getting the hell out of the, in between this. Yeah, that he's he's that's a veteran move right there. And it made me wonder if he was in on it and they were setting Grayson Waller up. I. It could have. It was weird that that it was just really weird and odd. I'm like watching it. And my first response to you was, this is dumb. And I was like, what's happening here? Is this supposed to be real? I don't know, man. But hey, maybe that was they set it up like that because, you know, they're trying to put eyes on this PLE. And I don't know. It just seemed really dumb. Well, and you. As much as you might want Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight to respond like Harley would have. They can't have that. You, you OK, th- that's why I said what I said. You can't do 
you can't do what these guys would have did 40 years ago. Um, you couldn't have did that 20 years ago. I mean, look what happened with um, uh, uh, Dr. D. Like, I mean, you just can't do that anymore. You can't even come close to doing that anymore. I mean, even, like, and I, I'll say this, even even if that, that camera guy who got, gets off the camera and starts squaring up like he's going to do something. And when I say squaring up, he's still a good eight feet from him as he's squaring up. Like, even if that guy comes over and just lays, just punches Waller while he's sitting down, I, I guarantee you if Waller defends himself and really beats the guy up and gets a couple of good shots in, we live in a society nowadays where that guy's still going to cry like a victim. So, I mean, I'm saying make sure they get the first hit and that it's on camera and make sure you clearly say, look, you little idiot, back your little ass off unless you really want to do something and be stupid and come over and hit me. But if you hit me, you better drop me, because if you don't, I'm going to defend myself. Like, that's all I can think of, because, again, nowadays, if he hits Waller and Waller fights back and hurts him. Waller might still be in trouble. <laughs> like right. that's the society we live in. People are tough and, and they, they want to play the victim at, at when they throw the first blow. Nah, that's not how it works. You do that to somebody and you get dealt with, you ain't no victim no more. You were the aggressor. So who's I think who's the current day wrestler that would have, that guy would have been in trouble no matter what. Because remember when Bader was over here throwing in Iraq, but I'm like, yeah, who's the guy on the current roster now that job be damned would have acted before anything else and whooped that dude? I don't really like his stuff these days, but. Okay, so when you say would have whooped that dude, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to work off the assumption that that dude's throwing the first punch. Okay. Like, I don't know of any wrestler nowadays in the major companies are dumb enough to get up and throw the first punch because like they just know, especially in WWE, like I would think they're trained to know you don't let people egg you on. I mean, we've seen people at live events, like jump on Seth Rollins a couple years ago and he didn't do anything. I mean, imagine that happened in the the old days. Um, I don't like Moxley, but I I can see if somebody came at him for real, he would fight back and might do a little damage to someone in that type of instance. Um, I definitely think Brock would not. Brock was on my list, but Brock would let you know. I mean, Brock would toss that dude. He wouldn't even have to punch him. Yeah, you know, he just would push. I tell you, the other one that came to my mind was was uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, I could, I could see that the, I mean, he's deceased, but I could see Jay Briscoe laughing at him and just, just Boy. slapping him <laughs> like that dude would punch Jay and Jay would like, just take it and then look and go, are you sure you really wanted to do that? And then cut some promo before he smashes him. Um, well, it's always interesting when wrestling gets a little bit somewhat serious in those places outside the bubble. So it, that just I wanted to get your opinion because it didn't feel real, real. But I don't know that it can feel real, real anymore like that. So I just you know, you you've got um, your radar is always up for a work. So I just wanted to see what you thought on that. It just seems so phony the way 
the guy I, I don't I don't I don't even remember him he just like pops up out of nowhere that the guy who starts like doing the boxing move like he's squaring up and he's like eight feet from him in while I was like, oh, oh, you think this is funny? And then he stands up and the guy's still squaring up and smiling. And it, it, it just seemed really like odd. That's why I was like, this is because then, you know, you're right. I'm, I'm always look. I'm always the one who's like, this is a work. This is dumb. What are they doing? You know, like my, my radar. You're right. It's it's 100 percent always up. And I, that's what got me. I'm like, this is dumb. What are we doing here? Is this real? Because if it's real, it's dumb, and if it's not real, it's it's just as dumb, right? Yeah. Okay. We've talked well, about it for ten. Hey, minutes. let's talk about some old wrestling that's not dumb. Let me let me share my screen first with you. Okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about August 29th. This is the go home show for Clash Number Twenty. First. Wait. What? Okay. What's the date again? August 29th. That's right. Nineteen ninety two. 1992, the go-home show for Clash, where we're going to have the 20th anniversary of wrestling on TBS. So we're going to have some uh, legends and superstars joining us at the Clash, along with Hardbody Harper. Um, we got a short episode here tonight, 35 minutes. So apparently the Braves were off kicking somebody's ass that night. Uh, but it's a, it's a full show, and maybe you'd like to uh, get us going here. Yeah, so this week's episode was taped August 24th, 1992 at Center Stage. Just the first half of the taping from that day. Uh, as we are coming into the episode, we do see a clip from the Omni with Jake and Dustin Rhodes. And then also, Don Russ mm, Baseball Don Cards is a, bro. is a sponsor. And I just had to mention that because we mentioned the sponsor last week. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, then Jim Ross and Watts welcome us in. And since this is such a short episode, we're going to play the audio from it because um, there's a couple of pieces of audio in this episode that that uh, one of them is a little longer than the, uh, some of them are a little long, but there's not much here to really discuss. So we're going to make sure we cover this event totally since we've only got 35 minutes of, of TV time review. Let's go to Jim Ross and Bill Watts in the opening of the show. Here it is. WCW Saturday night, Jim Ross and Cowboy Bill Watts with you. Fans, we've got an outstanding broadcast. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will take on the Z-Man, plus a very special interview conducted by Cactus Jack with Jake the Snake Roberts. But Bill, there's been a lot of talk in recent days regarding the knee injury to the light heavyweight champion of the world, Brad Armstrong, who is scheduled this Wednesday night to defend the title against uh, Fly-In Brian. What is the update on that situation? Well, I just talked to Brad, and of course he is he wants to go so bad. And it's been five weeks. And by stipulation, if a guy doesn't defend his title in 30 days, he's stripped of the title and you hold a tournament. But we've gone a step further because of how earnest he is and how hard he's working in rehabilitation. He says he'll be ready to go on the class, Jim. And he's an important championship match on that, and we want him there. But if he can't go at that point, of course, then we'd have to stick the rule in and we'd have to hold a tournament at a later date. But at this point, Brad says he'll be there. Bill, I know you're looking for because uh, the class of champions celebrating 20 years of wrestling here on TBS. We're going to have a lot of great vintage footage. I know you're going to be a part of. Well, I was very fortunate to be the starting part of it. And when I wrestled the first time on TBS and, and when Ted Turner was the young giant just starting out and shocking the whole world with his concepts and his ideas. And, of course, Dusty Rhodes, Thunderbolt, Patterson, Mr. Wrestling 1, Mr. Wrestling 2, all the great ones. So it's sure a pleasure to be a part of reestablishing that fabulous tradition. 
And fans, we're glad you're with us here today. Let's go up to our good friend Rhubarb Jones for our first event. Would you say what the what the what the uh, F for? So he's Mr. Law and Order, but he lets the baby face go on the thirty days, and later he's going to let another baby face go on something. Come on. <laughs> Bill Watts, the hypocrite. <laughs> Who would have thought? Makes, I'm telling you, man, he makes stuff as he goes. I told you that for for a long time. I, I look, Mil Moscaris comes in the mid south. <laughs> Top rope rules in effect in mid south. Moscaris comes in the mid south, and I guess Moscaris was like, "Nah, I'm coming off the top rope," and Bill's like, "He's not leaping; he's falling onto his opponent." <laughs> But these, these old boomers and bookers make it up as they go, bruh. Whatever narrative they want, they will fit it. And that's what you heard right there. Although, that wasn't that bad, but I hear you. That's the bullshit that gets you pictures of white Jesus. Like he's born in, like, Iowa or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, did that's, you hear? Go ahead. And I don't understand why you have to come out there and continue to talk about reestablishing things. You just not everybody knows how broken the company is from sitting in the stands. And at this point, it's not like this is two weeks into his tenure. Like at this point, you you could just you know just go with it. Like go with you know we're seven weeks in it by now. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we're. We're well into his tenure in terms of early tenure. I mean, we're weeks into it. So, you know, you've established yourself as the no-nonsense guy. We've talked about it on this show. You're right. Just just, just go with it. No, no need to continue to be the Mr. Law and Order dude. But that's Bill Watts. That's Bill Watts. That's the part that, that, he, that we don't like. We like things, but then there's parts we don't like, which is this stuff where it's like, man, you know, you just got to let it, you just got to let it breathe. You just got to let it go. You don't have to constantly remind us you're the, you're, you know, you're the tyrant. And and that's, that's the part that just draws me up a wall. But I will tell you this. He mentioned Thunderbolt Patterson and old boy, mm-hmm. Ducky Bozard is out there blasting a Javorski into the ceiling when he heard that. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Ducky, Ducky heard that. This <laughs> is going off. All right, any other thoughts on what Watts said right there about Brad and, you know, he may have to hold a tournament for the title if Brad can't go? Any other thoughts? No. Yeah, we're leading up to the to the celebration at the Clash. The, the opening match of the show is Sting and Nikita versus Pat Rose and Rick Thames, I think it was. Lots of talk about the eight-man elimination tag match at the Clash coming up this Wednesday night on TBS, which you can hear us review on our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, let me go to you. Uh, this is, you'll get 35 minutes to fill, so things are moving fast here. Your thoughts on the match, if any? It's a tagline. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, this looks thrown together, except for the fact that we're going to have a Survivor Series match at the Clash, so I guess it's not. Stinger Splash, and then Sting tags in Koloff and hits Thames and... Uh, he hits the uh, the sickle, the Russian sickle, the Lithuanian sickle. I don't know what it's called now, but uh, Sting and obviously Nikita win. No surprise I got there. A, I got a question for you. At four thirty-five, yes. did Sting almost kill that man, or did Sting save his life? Well, let's see. I just rewound back to it. Here it is. Uh, he's about to pile drive him. Oh, geez, yes. 
I wonder if that guy thought Sting was about to pile drive him. Or power bomb him. No, because I don't know what that guy thought. Sting just snatches him and picks him up. And Sting's a strong man, obviously. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if he knew it was coming. Like at first it looked like he thought a power bomb or a power drive was coming. Then he looked like he thought a power a power bomb was coming. And he was Sting just kinda holds him up and is like, No, you're just coming with me and he slams him into the into okay. the ring post. So that was odd looking though. It it definitely didn't look right. <laughs> is that the normal mat or do we have a different mat covering tonight? That mat looks very clean. Okay. Like it might be new. Okay. I thought something looked different. I couldn't understand what. It kind of uh, looked brighter. Really... Okay. But I don't, I, I'm just, I wondered if it was just a new canvas or not. Okay. That's possible. That's, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to uh, Nikita and Sting as they head over to the interview area. Gentlemen, don't forget this Wednesday night live in prime time right here on TBS. Eight-man elimination tag team match. Sting Koloff and the Steiners. And what a challenge you gentlemen have ahead of you. Talk about the Steiner brothers. They're a couple of caged animals. Can you imagine those two and these two right here on maybe all one, two, or three of you bad boys? And Jake, let me just talk to you. You were talking about drinking that fine bottle of wine and having that nice meal, and how after you finished, you just wanted more. Well, I want to put you in that same category, because I want more of you. To put it in simpler terms, I'm going to kick the living snake out of you. Oh, tag team elimination. Can you imagine Jim Ross if it was Sting and Nikita and the Steiners with only Ravishing Rick Rude left? Or maybe, maybe Sting or you and I against say, uh, Jake the Snake, two-on-one, what kind of fun we could have. Well, I'll say this to you guys. I've got a lot of respect for you, and I know the Stinger does too, but personally, I don't care about any of you. Come to Clash September 2nd, it's going to be an interesting night. Fans are live in prime time this Wednesday night, 8.05 Eastern. We'll be back with more on WCW Saturday night, right after this. All right, so Sting tells Jake, I'm going to kick the living snake out of you. I like that. That's pretty good, huh? And he said, I bet Jake wants more when he talked about the wine. This had the potential to be a freaking disaster, and it was actually pretty good. I thought Nikita was good. I don't care about any of you. You know why it was good? It was short. minute and 15 seconds between the two of them. Yeah. You give them any more than that, it's too much. Of because course. in fairness, neither one of them, going back to Nikita's days with Uncle Ivan, Nikita wasn't the main promo. It was Ivan Koloff out there cutting those gems. So, yeah. But I, but I don't care how long sweet. it is. I just care if it was good, and I thought they were good there. So good for them. Way to be good. Thought I feel like Tony Khan saying great. <laughs> Well, before we go to the next match, Jim Ross and Bill Watts talk about needing to get a tux because of all the dignitaries that are going to be at the Clash this Wednesday night. And Watts also announces that Jake was was fined $25,000 for, for what happened at the Omni. Mm. And Cactus was fined 5000 And then he pulls out an old Mid-South thing for you Mid-South Damn. folks out there. He says, if you're on commentary and leave the commentary table, you will be fined. I heard that hundreds of times in Mid-South. During the years. But he didn't and, find Sting because Sting's the baby face. Get the fuck out of here. Then he tells a lie and says, 
I want to hear from you, the fans, about the top rope rule. And we're going to definitely take this into consideration if the fans want the rule gone. And he says they're going to reveal the poll results that they're taking uh, at the clash or something like that. Something about the poll they're going to do. uh, They'll show the results. And I can't remember. I haven't watched this clash in a long time, so I can't remember if they make a decision at the clash or not. But he propositions it like that. So, yeah. Um, Doc, any thoughts before we go to the next match on Bill Watts right there? Just making up rules left and right, realizing that his dumbass rule about the top row is stupid. Sting doesn't yeah. get fined, but everybody else gets fined because finding people is his only reason to exist. <laughs> Arn Anderson said that. So some something to that effect. You're just finding people because you can. <laughs> oh man. I, I've listened to June and July, I think it is. I need to go listen to, or no, July and August from Arn. I need to go back and listen to September, see what else he says about this time period. Um, but anyway, Doc, you asked about Jimmy Garvin last week, and I, I, I thought he was just about done, but it's got to be wrapping up now because our next match is Barbarian and Jimmy Garvin, and Jimmy Garvin, while he's not standing in the ring as the enhancement talent normally do, he might you as could just well see, be. you could see the look on his face. He knows this is the end of this here, and uh, he's in there with Barbarian, which means Barbarian's going to beat him up pretty quickly. Doc, any thoughts on this match? It went less than two minutes. Squash. I mean, Garvin does get a couple of arm bars in and a boot to the face, as we just saw here, but. I mean, he's isn't obviously Jimmy, out there. Isn't Jimmy Garvin to a level in his career where he shouldn't lose in two minutes to anybody? I mean, we say that, but it that's not uncommon for a guy to, once they've been over for a while, to... I mean, unless they reach superstar status, you know, I, I mean, it can, it happens. I just, I feel bad for him, but... You know, we know now it's it's cost cutting thing. So, what's what the you fastest do? you ever got beat? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, you don't really. There's not really like enhancement talent. I can't say that because I mean I have seen guys go out there and just get squashed. There is Danny but, Flamingo. So, um, I don't I don't know, man. I may I mean I may have like, you know. Well, I know I did this. I put a mask on before and went out there. And if you want to count that, yeah, I mean, under a minute. Straight to the map, bro. Uh, hey, look, look, bro. You get paid the same. Okay. You want me to look up at the lights? Sure thing, chief. Ain't no problem with that. Okay. Barbarian wins the big boot to Garvin. Garvin sold the hell out of it. I mean, it really did look good. One, two, three, and that's that. Any closing thoughts, Doc? On I don't know if that's his last match, but we're getting we're getting near the end. We got It's okay. got to be getting close. Cause we've seen him do some jobs now, right? I mean, we, this isn't this isn't new. Fair. Let's go now to Jim Ross. He's going to throw the Cactus Jack interviewing Jake Roberts, and uh, here it is. Everyone at WCW Saturday Night, Jim Ross back with you. 
As we have been seeing the last few weeks, Tony Schiavone's been doing some terrific in-depth interviews. This week he was scheduled to talk to Jake the Snake Roberts, but Jake the Snake refused to talk to Tony. He wanted the interview conducted by Cactus Jack, and here's how that unique conversation went. This is Cactus Jack for WCW, introducing a man who needs no introduction, but will get one from me anyhow. Jake the Snake Roberts, welcome to my little session here. I want to talk to you about a number of subjects, one of them, a man who's on everyone's minds here in World Championship Wrestling, the Stinger. Seems that just recently the two of you had a meeting and one of you came out a little bit the worse for wear. Would you like to explain why? Well, I've never liked Baltimore and I've never liked Sting. You know that. Yeah. But I'll tell you something, Sting. It's not personal. You're the marquee player in WCW. That's what it's all about. When I came in, I was not under contract. No. No dues to be paid. All I'm saying was, I gotta step up here and do something I feel like will reach out and grab everybody right by the throat and strangle them right down. That's what I've done. Simple. In other words, when it comes to Sting, you don't really need a reason, just an opportunity. <laughs> the way I see it, now let's talk about another man, a man who's captured a lot of imaginations along the way to becoming the new world heavyweight champion, Ron Simmons. Where do you see yourself in relation to the champion, Ron Simmons? Everybody deserves a little. Ron Simmons, you deserve a lot. The athlete that you are, the man that you claim to be, or the man that you really are. That's what I want to know. Because you see, Ron Simmons, to achieve a goal is very simple. Every dog has a day. Right? Every dog has a day. But to hold on, to keep it, that's the real test. And someday, you will be elected to be tested. If you don't mind me asking, let's go on to a personal subject, one that's very dear to my pea-sized heart, and that's Dustin Rhodes, a young upstart, a coming superstar, the son I hear legend of, the legend in professional wrestling, Dusty Rhodes. He wrestled, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Didn't he? What do, you got in, what do you got in store for his little boy? Let me tell you something about the American dream. No doubt in anybody's mind, probably the most exciting man to ever step inside the ring up until I stepped inside that ring. But you, Dustin Rhodes, what part of the loin did you come from? Are you truly a chip off the old block or just a poor imitation? It was not my fault, it was not my intention to injure him. But my gosh, I'm walking down the aisle at the Omni. This guy takes his head and runs it right into my chest. Now I don't care who you are, how tough you are, but you stick your nose into my chest, then I've got to remove it. And that's simply all I've done. I didn't really abuse the kid. I mean, abusing children is not something I do, and he is a child, believe me, when it comes to a men's game like this. So Dustin Rose, do yourself a favor, go back home and sit on daddy's knee, and keep away from people like Cactus Jack and myself. That's correct. That's a very good point, Jake. I like the way you're starting to sound. Let me ask you about another subject. What about Big Van Vader, the man who took Sting's crown? Where do you see his future in WCW? I don't know what it is about things that I shouldn't do, but it just seems like ever since I was a child, the things that I shouldn't do were always the most fun. Big Vader, there will be a time that I'll have to test you also. Because you see, if you're going to rule the roost, you got to not only knock on the left door and the right door, 
You have to knock on the middle door. You have to check the windows. You have to go down back. You gotta do it all. Now, I'll tell you something else about Sting. Let's get back to him. I mean, Vader was the man that, well, dethroned the champion. But how did Sting, where did it start with you? I mean, did it start with my little uh, bird dog here? Huh? You are my little doggy, aren't you? Do you have a position for a good hunting dog there, oh, Jake? brother, do we have a position for you? Look at you right now, all dressed up, man, doing this segment now. We don't need no Tony Schiavone. We got you out here. You're the superstar. But you're my good dog, man. Every dog needs an owner like me. And we're going to do what it takes. If it started at the box, it started at the box. Remember that sting? I remember boxes, Jake. Yeah. Well, remember this sting. We're still here. For WCW, this is Ben Cactus Jack. Bang, bang. Uh, that was... They, I feel like they're building Jake up here because uh, he called out everybody. Ron Simmons, Dustin Rose. Well, the, him and Dustin got into it uh, at the Omni. Vader. St- like He's calling out everybody. He's calling out really the three heavy hitters. Dustin is just under those guys. What are your thoughts? Look at 1710. He's sitting there talking. There's just a trickle of sweat rolling down his cheek. Ugh. What do you think? What do you think think that sweat bead smells like? Let's analyze that at the lab. Jeez. (laughs) What do you think? Science experiment. Just all of a sudden, it just, the alarms start going off all over the lab. Um, (laughs) What do you think Cactus's socks smell like there? Oh, my God. I was laughing the whole time thinking about him. He's sitting there. I don't know if he's got a singlet on or it's like I can't tell what he's really wearing, but it's definitely wrestling gear. And he's he's just sitting there. And he's got a sock on and his foot is up on the chair in front of him. That sock smells, man. I don't know what it smells like, but it smells. I like that Jake put over Ron. It was weird that he used JYD's line. But I thought that was game recognizing game. I didn't understand why he's like going after Vader since Vader doesn't have the title. Um, And when he said, what part of the loin did you come from about Dustin? I popped. Maybe you should go home and sit on daddy's lap. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was good. I I took this as, you know, Jake hasn't been here long now. He's, you know, a few weeks. And Jake's a star. I mean, if we put the problems aside, he's a star. And he just called out all the heavy hitters. Ron, you know, Vader. I mean, he's already at Sting's throat. But that's I, I, how I took it. It's just like. I think you look at a promo like this and, you know, let's say there ever is a feud between Vader and Ron Simmons and whatnot. Just thinking, think if you don't know what's coming at all in the next few months. I think it just, you know, it's one of those things that you look back to and you're like, hey, you know, Jim Ross is on commentary. He's like, you know, we kind of got a hint of this. I mean, he mentioned, remember when he mentioned Vader, when he was talking to Cactus, like those are things the commentator can reference later on down the line so that it doesn't seem like it was just came out of nowhere. So that would, that's what I think is smart about the way you do a promo like that. He didn't say anything earth shattering, but he calls out 
the heavy hitters so that you never know something happens down the line and yeah it doesn't it makes sense it's not just thrown out there you know it's not how much of a shame it is that jake was a complete disaster as a human yes it's from a wrestling business perspective it's terrible because because there's so much talent so much talent like we may need to consider like the all time like we've talked about people that threw it all away and buddy landell always comes up but I don't know that Jake's ceiling to what he realized isn't a bigger miss because of the potential that he had to be just, he feels evil. And maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's it. It's so real that it's real and you can't turn that off. I get it. Jake is phenomenal. The promos, like, there's nothing he doesn't when Jake's on his game he doesn't waste any time in the ring the he moves literally kind of like a snake but he's he moves so it's not slow it's methodical and he's always in the right place at the right time and then his promos are just exceptional. It's like he's just, he's so, da- he was so damn good. And to think he was messed up for so much of that time. Yeah, he's a miss. Like we think a buddy, but Jake is probably more of a miss. Like threw it all away. Cause I feel like Jake could, Jake had the talent to be at the very top for, for a while. But his demons didn't allow that. Whereas, I don't know, I mean, they say Buddy was in line for a title shot, but I think Jake is a better, Jake would have been better than Buddy, as we say that. Does that make sense? Right. That's what I'm saying is is that Buddy was a colossal waste of talent based on his problems but i think jake's ceiling is like could he be mount rushmore ish but he would have been a hellified wrestler i don't know if he's mount rushmore but that's another discussion but i do sure. think i do think jake's ceiling was higher than buddy's sure. even though buddy did throw it away too but yeah i'm with you okay. all right so we come out of the the interview and we do see a clip from 1984 with Gordon Soli on commentary and Ole Anderson and Jake on TBS. So I thought that was pretty cool how they, you know, we got this thing going on now where we're celebrating all these years on TBS. So they're, that's the first clip of, I think few that we'll see um, coming up in the next few weeks. I can't remember to be honest with you. Any closing thoughts on Jake right there before we continue? Good stuff. Let's go down to Steve Austin and Paulie Dangerously. Paulie is not happy right now. Here it is. This Wednesday night at the Clash of the Champions, Stunning Steve Austin will defend the world television title against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in a match with no disqualifications with a 20-minute time limit. And Paulie Dangerously will be suspended in this cage during that confrontation. I know you've got some thoughts about that. Back when Cal Pie Bill Watts was a big shot in the 1970s, This is how you humiliated a manager. You'd put him in a cage and you'd embarrass him. 
but this is national TV. And on national TV this Wednesday night, you're gonna treat me like a freaking animal. You wanna take me and put me in a cage like I'm some animal and humiliate me on national TV. Steve, please don't let them do this to me. Well, Steamboat, that's just fine, because if you're going to resort to these tactics, Paul Lee and I myself have had our heads together for quite some time, and we have a game plan that's going to blow your mind this Wednesday night. Fans of Confrontation, Wednesday Night Live in prime time. Let's go back up to Rhubarb. I thought Paul Lee was good right there. That um, It's inhumane. You're going to cage me like an animal. He's crying. He's upset. What are your thoughts? I thought it was weird because I thought, first of all, Paul uh, Heyman looked chubby. But, yeah, he does look um, chubby here. I showed this to the little to the little girl last night because she was sitting on the couch next to me while I was watching. She goes, "I go, do you know who that is?" She goes, "No." I go, "That's Stone Cold," and she goes, "No." I go, "Well, do you know who that is in the back?" And she goes, "That's Paul Heyman." And I was like, "All right." Um. You know, I got to make sure they get their three R's, uh, four R's, reading, wrestling, writing, and arithmetic. All of the decade. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was weird because, like, Polly ends with, like, Steve, you got to help me. And Steve didn't tie it together in the, in the like, all right, Polly, it's going to be all right or something. He just turned and started talking to Steamboat. So it was kind of weird there. I yeah. don't know if it was just jumpy <laughs> or what, but I don't know. I don't think they had enough time. I think that was part of it. Okay. I don't know if, you know, because you, you don't know. I'm like, are they being told? Like, because, I mean, that, that that was only a little over a minute, and I think they might have went a little over. So, yeah, I, I think that might have been it. But we got some stuff we got to talk about here in this next match. I thought it was fine. I thought Paul was great. And you're right, Austin didn't really say much. The next match on the show is Ricky mm. Steamboat versus Tom Zink. And Paul Lee is on commentary with Jim Ross for this match. And Paul Lee says, why am I being put in a cage like an animal? And JR says, because you interfere all the time over and over. Uh, which is a good point. <laughs> During the match, Doc, they cut to the crowd and they show Eric Watts. Mm-hmm. Bill Watts' son. Yeah. He's former got the personality the of Z-Man. The former quarterback of the University of Louisville. Correct. I'll have more to say in the coming weeks and months. Um, he's got the personality of Z-Man, and that's all I want to say right now, so stay tuned. Maybe we should tag him up. Mm. Oh, God. The Insomnia Express. I mean, Jesus, what are we looking for here? The sleep number right. connection. Yeah, the sleep number connection. You know, what are we doing here? Uh, what we're doing here is we only have 35 minutes to fill, so we're just like throwing shit in up against the wall. See, here's what you got to remember, too. They, they have a clash coming up, so they kind of got to make everything in this first half almost neutral. Because they got a second half that they're going to do that's going to air after the clash. And I haven't watched that episode in quite some time, so I couldn't tell you exactly what's going to happen. But I feel like you're just kind of like running the ball out in the fourth quarter here because you know you got that clash coming up. 
in a couple of nights. So you really can't do too much. And that's what this match felt like. You can't do too much. Because it's the Sleep Monster versus Steamboat. And I, I don't know what we're doing other than what I just explained. What do you think? I was surprised by this. I don't understand the need to... Uh, did we not have everybody here tonight so that we had to send Z-Man out to eat this pin that fast? Or what's going on? I mean, why does it surprise you? Z-Man eats pins nonstop. Z-Man has done jobs to Rude. He's done jobs to Vader. Like, we've squashed him numerous times. That's why I never can take him serious. So, like, I mean, him going out there and jobbing the steamboat, whatever. Okay. Uh, I, just I don't, don't get think it. nothing. I'm not, I look. I'm not saying it's great booking or anything, but it's not a surprise because we've seen it happen to him before. Well, Steamboat's going to hit the perfect plex for the win, and he beats Z-Man, and they shake hands after Code of Honor type Ring of Honor stuff, and um, it got the old zzz for me because that's kind of how I felt after I watched this. Of Any course. thoughts, Doc? It's just it just. It's nothing happening, man, you know? Well, and Steamboat's not going to have a great, like, awesome match I care about against a babyface because he doesn't have to fire up and be awesome. Excellent point. Let us continue. Earlier, Watts was talking about Brian Pillman. I'm sorry, Brad Armstrong in the light heavyweight title. So now we're going to go to Brad, who's out there on one crutch with his title. And let's see what Brad has to say. Wrestling fans, this Wednesday night, live in prime time here on TBS at the Clash of the Champions. Brad Armstrong, the light heavyweight champion, is scheduled to defend the title against the former champion, Flying Brian Pillman. Cowboy Bill Watts uh, made the announcement the early part of the program that if you were unable to wrestle this Wednesday, after more than five weeks, they would have to de- declare the title vacant. I know that's the last thing that you want to hear or to see happen, but it, you got to admit it is fair. Yes, sir, Jim Ross. The promotion here, WCW, has been more than fair to me in giving me this time to recuperate. I do have a bad wheel. I blew a ligament out in my knee, and uh, since then I've been trying really hard, and I'm going to do everything in my power, whether it be physical or whether it be emotional, to be there at the Clash of Champions. You know, Jim, it means a heck of a lot for me because it's a 20-year anniversary right here on TBS. It's the 20th year and I grew up watching TBS wrestling every Saturday, brother. I watched my father, my dad came home and put food on our table. From I watched him wrestle every Saturday and it to put this title on the line against I'm, this man right here. I'm sorry for the interruption, Brad. I'm just here to say as challenger, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to answer the challenge and be there at the clays of the champions putting the gold on the line. And I don't know if the people at home realize this or not, one of the reasons I haven't got a title shot up until now is because Brad has been a true world champion. He's taken on all the great athletes in the World Light Heavyweight Division. He's had a successful title reign in Japan. And I know, Brad, whether you're 100% or not, knowing how tough you are, the competitor you are, the gutsy performer, I'm going to have my hands full in my attempt to regain the World Light Heavyweight title. And I just want to shake your hand now and look forward to a great contest. I know the fans out there do too. All right. Thanks, Brian, very much. Uh, well, Brad, uh, there you are from your opponent. Yes, sir. You know, I got to say, I got to respect a man to come out here and shake my hand. And I tell you what, I've, re- I've faced the man before in the square circle. I know it's going to be no cakewalk, but I promise you this. Not only is it for a world title on live TV, 
but it's my chance to uphold something that's a family tradition. It's kicking tail on WTBS, and I'll be proud to do it. All right, Brad, good, best of luck to you. We hope to see you Wednesday night. Let's go back up to Rhubarb Jones. All right, so it's pretty meat and potatoes, but it's um, something we had to review and cover because of what's going to happen at the clash. So, Doc, any thoughts on what we witnessed right there? And I, I don't think you've watched the clash yet, so... I have not. I will, obviously. Uh, well, two of the three of us will have the clash watched by the time we review it. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I thought Brad Armstrong was good there. He was natural when talking about, you know, I mean, he could get out there and, you know, go fishing and drink some beers and get in your truck. And I'm darn sure going to do that shit, you know, that kind of thing. I don't understand why Pillman needed to come out. I expected Pillman to jump him. Well, stay tuned. Oh, I don't know what happened. So I was just guessing. I expected him to come from behind and hit him. He's got that crutch there and just whoop his ass. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. I literally do not know. So I'm I'm not trying to be a dick here. Stay tuned. Okay, I'm I'm here. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back next time. <laughs> so we go from that. It was meat and potatoes, but it is essential uh, to think about that as we go into the clash. So, uh, and I mean, Brad's not out there cutting Stone Cold promos, but he was not bad whatsoever right there. No, nah, he wasn't. We continue along in the, the last match, um, not the last match, but the next match is Vader versus Scott Allen, and Vader punishes this poor bastard and beats his ass. <laughs> There was a lariat in there. There was some some can blows. You give me tw- There's another one. Can you one. give me twenty six thirty nine? Well, that's coming up after the one we just saw. Here's we're at twenty six thirty three. What are we looking for here? Destruction. Look at well, that. that. that no, but look at that. That big fat bastard got up and did a frog. What is it? A sunset, sunset flip. flip. Yeah. I, I like mean. To call them. Big Leon was a was a athlete though, man. That that wasn't that bad. I mean, that that's well. Then he got choke slammed, and then he does two like what do you call them? The splashes from the second rope, and then he power bombed him. He had to make sure that he was you know down. He got a couple of lariats in that were devastating. The sunset flip was wasn't much. The splash, but that doesn't hurt. But the uh, when he folds these suckers over with the power bombs, man, that's that's the vicious stuff. We're going to see it in a second on the video version. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Because he's going he's gonna to hit this power bomb, and his power bomb is always very, very effective. Picks him up at the two count. Here it comes. But uh, would you say Vader beat the hell out of this guy? That dude was in peril from the get-go, and it never got better. There it is. It just spikes him on a power bomb. One, two, three. Vader wins. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc? Vader's a a whole thing, brother. Yeah, he is. Uh, what do you think of Scraps' uh, Teddy Long's look right here? With the do-rag with the yellow <laughs> round? What does the do-rag do for you if you're bald? If you're bald, it's just a fashion yeah. statement. Okay. I mean, it's because if you don't, if you don't have any hair, it's not doing anything. Well, I'm neither bald nor wear do rags, so I was just wondering. Okay, fair enough. 
All right, let's go now to Teddy does a little talking about doing community outreach and whatnot, and then he's going to bring in uh, his former uh, – he managed him as a tag team. He brings in Ron Simmons. Let's see what Ron's got to say when he comes in. Here that is. Good to see you, Ron. Keep the good works up, brother, and keep getting banged. All right. Ron, big, big week for you. Live primetime television to defend the title. Yes, it is. You know, ever since I've gotten this belt, Jim, that's the way it's been. My hands have been full with the former champion. That was a policy to give them a rematch, Big Van Vader. But every time I go in those Coliseum and see the people doing that tomahawk chop, that adrenaline starts flowing through me, man, I can't tell you. And that's what will keep this belt around me. And September the 2nd, once again, I have to defend it. And when they come out and I see them start this, Cactus Jack, you'd better be ready. All right, Ron, well, I'll tell you something. One man that certainly wants the opportunity because he's the number one contender, Ravishing Rick Root is on deck. I want you to stay with us and provide some commentary for this matchup. Let's go back up to Rhubarb Jones. All right. So we're going we're gonna to hear from Root in a second. Um, what are your thoughts right there on Simmons first? It was pretty meat and potatoes, but just thought I'd get your thoughts. Yeah, he's meat and potatoes, but we've liked it so far. So, okay. And now this is going to pick up a little bit. And look at Medusa. She's looking good tonight. Deucey. Tonight? Be better tonight. Deucey, bro. Deucey. Can you get me go get me a mineral water? <laughs> <laughs> a mineral water. All right. Let's go now. We got Rude out there with Medusa. Rude is grabbing the microphone from JR. He's got something to say to Simmons now. Here that is. Well, well, well. Aren't you looking sharp, Mr. Simmons? in your nice fancy suit with your new shiny belt. The new world champion is the toast of the world. Enjoy it while it lasts, Simmons, because the contract has already been signed. The world heavyweight champion, don't you laugh at me. The world heavyweight champion must defend against the number one contender, which just happens to be me. So it's all going to go down just like I said. Don't touch me. I will make your reign as heavyweight champion the shortest of all time. Now just stand here and pay attention and I'll give you a brief preview of what you can expect out of me if you get by Cactus Jack. All right. Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, Ron, I, well, I know you got something to say about that. Let's go back to the rhubarb. We don't have a lot of time to get this one underway. So we got to heat things up with these two because, you know, they're going to be or Simmons will put, be putting a belt on the line. Doc, any thoughts on Rude right there? I don't think that was Rude's best as I asked you that. No, but God Almighty, would you like to see these two bastards tied on in the ring? Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, really? Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. I just, well, here's the thing. I don't know what happens because, again, I don't know things here. And I was firmly expecting, I'm expecting in my mind, Vader to take the belt back. So I don't know if that's wrong. You don't have to say anything. I'm just telling you, I don't. I haven't watched this and I haven't read much about it and I don't know. So I'm kind of watching so that I can, I'm kind of staying 
unknown because it's better to watch that way if I can. And so I don't know what's going to happen. But, man, I'm excited about that prospect. I was also a little concerned that Rick Rude would get out there and realize him and Ron were toe-to-toe and Rick would get a little tense and make a black joke, but I'm glad that he didn't. Because it doesn't like need that. – that would be cheap heat. You don't need to do that here. Nah, you don't. There's times these when two, you can... These two bastards are good – are two tough sons of bitches that you didn't – you don't need that. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, you don't. Uh, it was short, I too. mean, only I mean, only I, real amateurs like Harper use race as a, some kind of sick joke. Actually, that would be you, but – what we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone that's that's your flip and dive area uh if we're being uh, they're called here, high spots sir flipping and diving you're like a young buck with that stuff you can't help yourself <laughs> he didn't like that all right well we did just watch rick rude versus chris sullivan and ron simmons is with jr on commentary he says yeah rude is the number one contender and it won't get done right here but we will do this i'm I give him an A-plus on running his mouth, says Simmons, but it takes more than that to beat me. And Rude makes quick work of Sullivan, hits a spike pile driver, followed by the Rude awakening for the win. Very quick match. Very, very quick, like most of them this week. Did you have any thoughts on Rude and Sullivan? It was too quick to rate. You can't rate it. They talk to Ron Simmons, or they. Jim Ross talks to Ron Simmons for a little while before they go off air. Ron talks about facing Cactus at the Clash on Wednesday night which, again, you can hear us review on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. Great way to support the show and whatnot. Doc, from there, um, that's how they go off air on that last final promo. Do you have any thoughts on Ron closing it out there leading up into the clash? He the champ. Sure is. So we're going to rate it and hand out the Rolex. I'm sorry, the Toot Toot Award. Before, uh, well, I just told you how to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. So let's rate this thing. Doc, this is a very weird episode because it is so short. One of the shortest we've done in the history of the show in terms of the amount of runtime that we have. I can remember a couple like this in the 80s at, at Techwood and, you know, where we had some some really, really short episodes like this. But this is this is pushing the limit, 35 minutes. So under 36 minutes of runtime, very short. Hard to rate if you ask me, but what are you going to rate it? We joke a lot about short shows and how that's good. This is almost too short. It was tough to get into that way, but it wasn't bad. It was just everything felt rushed. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say a B. Yeah, I actually think that is very fair to give this a B. I'm, I'm in, in agreement with you. Um, I think this should get a B as well. So I'm going to go same thing. The hard part is the toot toot award, kind of, but I, well, but I also it, have a, a Let's ca- call the it candidate. the giving them somebody their flowers award. No, that's not happening. I'm not doing flowers. I'm not doing flowers. No. I, 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 Doc, why are you triggering me? <laughs> it was like it was I'm like so- when it was like it was like when I told Hopper atheists don't don't celebrate Christmas. He's like, no, fuck, they don't. Oh, he you got, just triggered me. <laughs> he got triggered. he got he got it. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> um, he said, I just pissed myself off. I'm gonna give my flowers. Oh God, 
to, I would tell you, man, I'm going to give it to Nikita. I thought he was good tonight. Wait, wait, we agreed several shows ago that if you give out flowers, that's like the reverse toot toot. Oh, then I'm going to give my toot toot award to Nikita. Okay. So I'm going to give my toot toot to Jake again. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I can't, <laughs> I just can't. I, I would have not thought of it before this show tonight until you said it. But when you told me, is Jake like, I don't know, even remember the question now, but it, you were like, did he have the highest ceiling for somebody who just ruined it? And I can't off the top of my head think of anybody else. Well, if you can think of somebody else, make sure that you get those emails into Mike and oh, let him know God. so that we do can talk. What? Not do that. You we well we recorded tonight so that you could clear your calendar for tomorrow to respond to listener emails. So uh, I got half pint bugging me. He been bugging me for over a month. I was like, when, when are we gonna do the when are we gonna do the NFL wrap up show? I'm ready to go anytime. The NFL Just is wrapped tell me. up, little. The NFL is wrapped up, little fella. Mike's <laughs> then, team didn't make it. Mike's team didn't make it. My team should got there and then shot themselves and you're looking for a coach there's your nfl wrap-up <laughs> and then and then you know we did the the cowboy debacle with you uh me you and hopper and and i posted it in the facebook group and he's like you asshole you didn't you should have included me <laughs> we oh, represent <laughs> all right i'm having too much fun doc Anything else before we get out of here tonight? This was a fun episode, even if it was a short one. We always have fun doing this. That's the thing. And hey, if we didn't have fun doing it, we wouldn't keep doing it. And we hope you had fun listening as well. Uh, we are the next thing on the calendar will be to hit the clash. So the patrons will get that in the sequence that it belongs. Uh, if you're not a patron, then we'll see you at the next Saturday night. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you know it's time to go. If we have to, you know, hang this, hang it up and uh, go hang out with our families. God, that sounds depressing. Why? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This episode should go, or the clash that is yet to be recorded will should air a day after this air. So become a patron to get that tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The plan, like Doc said, is to have Hopper there. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It is the 20th clash. Can you believe we've done 20 of these already, Doc? Or 19, going to do 20. Amazing. It's flying. We're stacking by, dude. shows, dude. Hey, we're not hey, far mother, from year nine. I know. Mother Nature and Father Time are—you can't put the strap on that tag team because you can't ever get it off of them. We're almost ninety percent to a decade of this shit. Yep. Anyway, all right. Well, Doc. Uh, on that note, if you don't have anything else, let's hit the tagline and let's roll. Book it. 